This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we will be continuing this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is The Shunammite Woman, When Your Husband is Not Taking Responsibility. Our topic for today is A Woman with a Large Heart. The Shunammite Woman was a woman with a large heart. She wanted to help as many people as possible. But her husband was not a responsible man. He didn't see the needs of others, and he hardly saw the needs of people in his own house. He would have thought that the woman would just have gone ahead with whatever she wanted to do, giving people whatever she wanted to give them, without even telling her husband. But instead, the Shunammite woman deferred to her husband and talked to him about what she wanted to do, and in the end he gave her the go-ahead. Maybe your husband does not take responsibility like the Shunammite woman. Defer to him, in spite of his lack of responsibility. Still respect him. Show him that you can respect him, and in turn, he will begin to res- he will begin to respect you. Deborah Shubi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, thank you so much. We are giving you the privilege to start this series. We praise, we appreciate you, and I am just praying that you will once again help our hearts help our lives as wives in jesus name amen i really want to welcome you to women in revival podcast i am praying that you will find this series a blessing whatever level your marriage is maybe you are just newly wedded or maybe you've been married for a year for five years for 10 20 30 40 Whatever age your marriage is, it is my prayer that we consider this series again. The Lord will further equip you. We are still going through the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. And today we are getting into the sixth sub-series. And we are looking at the Shunammite woman, when your husband is not taking responsibility. I am praying that as we look at the life of this woman, the little we will glean from her life may it equip your heart also. And um, it is my prayer that God will cause your relationship with your husband to become more and more enjoyable. This time we'll be settling in 2 Kings chapter 4. So we'll be taking quite a few verses from the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. Remember, you can always go back to our website, www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk. And you can also send us any request, any information you need to know as you visit our website. So today, I want us to start this sub-series, The Shunemite Woman, When Your Husband Is Not Taking Responsibility. Today, let us look at a woman with a large heart. We first want to look at this Shunemite woman. Who is she? So let us go to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4 and we will read verse 8 to 11. And it says, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned into that to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passed by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, 
on the wall and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither and it fell on a day that he came thither and he turned into the chamber and lay there this is the word of god thanks be to god so let us look at these scriptures and see what the lord will share with our heart as we consider this shunammite woman first we are seeing that this woman the bible says she was a great woman and we call her shunammite woman because she lived in shunem and the bible says elisha the prophet usually passed by shunem and in Shunem was this great woman. That is how the King James Version described her. The New Living Translation described her as a wealthy woman. She was a wealthy woman, a rich woman. And the Bible says this rich woman, this great woman, the Bible says she constrained Elisha the prophet to eat bread. So we are seeing that the Shunemite woman was a woman of enlarged art. She was a woman of compassion. She had probably been seeing Elisha passing by and within her she felt compassion for Elisha that this man of God had been going from morning till evening need something to eat and the Bible says she urged Elisha to come to her home for a meal and the Bible says when he passes by like that he will stop and he will eat from the house of this wife that we are referring to as the Shunemite woman. So we are seeing that she was a woman who cooks at home. She was a wife that cooks at home. Now verse 9 says, One day that this woman, this Shunemite woman, had a discussion with her husband. We are seeing that this Shunemite woman was a woman with a large heart. She was a woman with compassion. She was a woman that will extend mercy to somebody who needed mercy. She was a woman with enlarged heart. She was a woman who saw the need in Elisha. And she sought for a way to meet that need. But in meeting that need, I want us to go because this is where sometimes we make mistakes as wives. So when this woman noted that this man of God had need, the Bible says in verse 9 that she said to her husband, Look, I perceive, this is what I am thinking. This is what I am perceiving. That this man of God, I am sure that this prophet Elisha, who stop here from time to time and eat, he is a man of God. I have observed him. And then in verse 10, she said to her husband, Please, let us build a small room for this man of God so that when he's gone, he can have a place to rest before going. And I think for me, this really touched me about the life of this woman. A woman with compassion for others and she saw the need to meet the need of the man of God. And what did she do? She spoke first to her husband. She did not um, overlook the, her husband's leadership. She had a conversation with her husband as to the need that she was sensing. And how I wish that this is how we, many Christian women, this is how we 
also respond. Sometimes you see a need in a life, you see a need in a pastor, you see a need in your church, and you just go about, you know, meeting those needs, taking your family finances, doing all sorts of things, you know, taking things from your home, giving it to people without your husband's acknowledgement. For the Shunammite woman, ever before bringing in Elisha to come and be sleeping in their house, this Shunammite woman had a discussion with her husband. Sometimes you're inviting friends, you're inviting loved ones without first discussing with your husband before bringing them in. But we are seeing that for this woman, she deferred to her husband. She had a communication with her husband. She said, let's make a small room for this man to stay. And her husband agreed with her. So Elisha could now come into that room to rest after his ministerial journey. And I am praying that the Lord will also help you as a wife in your home. That as you see need around you that you want to meet also, may you be that wife that defer back to your husband to let him know the need that you are sensing in someone in a family or whatsoever. Sometimes I tell you, I sense people's need quickly, very quickly, and I love helping as the Lord helps me. And there have been moments that I would go to my husband and say, look, I think we should give this, this, this. I think we should do this. And the moment I tell my husband, you will see the excitement. Sometimes he's saying hallelujah. It's as if he's been praying over that so that we should do this, this, this for a particular person or for a particular people or for a particular family. And as I come to now say, this is what I think we should do. It's as if I am just touching on the matter that has been on his heart on the desire in his heart that he hasn't expressed out. So the challenge that I am throwing at you in this series, in as much as you want to help people, in as much as you want to bring people in into your home to live with you, in as much as you want to support people financially, in as much that you want to feed the hungry, can I encourage you, do it in conjunction with your husband. Speak to your husband. Take permission from him. Don't disregard his headship. Because that is what we are saying in this Shunammite woman. She did not disregard her husband. She reverenced him. She deferred to him. And I am praying that you will also be that type of woman who will not just start doing things arbitrarily without your husband's input. And I am also praying that the Lord will make you that type of woman who will sense the need of those around you. This Shunammite woman saw a need in the life of Elisha. And I am very sure that ever before she saw the need in the life of Elisha, that was who she was. She must have been sensing the need in her own husband's life and helping her husband to meet that need. The book of Proverbs chapter 31 verse 20 says, She extend a helping hand to the poor, that's the New Living Translation, and open her arms to the needy. May you be that woman who will extend a helping hand to the poor in your home, to the needy in your home, and then in conjunction with your husband, you can then extend that same hand to those outside your home. 
may you not be a foolish woman who go about taking your family resources giving it out without your husband's consent may you seek his consent even as you perceive the need in other people's lives don't be in a rush to help people don't be in a rush to dip your hand into the family fund to give here give there but may you learn to seek your husband's consent if you are very sure this is the will of god for you to give to a people a person pray talk to the lord and god knows how to get your husband's agreement so in a nutshell in as much as it is good to be a woman with a large heart to be a woman that meets the needs of those around you don't do it against the wish of your husband do it in collaboration with your husband amen This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is The Shunammite Woman, When Your Husband is Not Taking Responsibility. And our topic for today is Needy but Not Crushed. Today, we will see how the Shunammite woman, in spite of her money, in spite of her greatness, in spite of her generosity, in spite of her large heart, had a need. She had a need for a child. But this woman did not allow this need for a child to crush her marriage. But instead of her feeling angry and sad and letting that spoil her relationship with her husband, she still went on with life, living life to the fullest and helping others along the way. She did not let her need crush her She did not let her need sink her into depression, but instead, she stood up bravely and went on with her day. Sister, maybe you are like this woman. Maybe you have a need in your marriage. Don't be crushed by this need. Allow the Lord to work through you. Maybe he wants to fulfill this need, but maybe he may not. Maybe he wants to show you and work through you, through the lack of this certain thing. Allow the Lord to work for you. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for bringing us here again on this series. And it is my prayer that you will give us an ear that hear and heart that receive. Thank you, Lord Jesus, as you open our eyes to see these wives of the Bible in a new dimension. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I really want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. We are still undergoing our series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. And as we are taking just glimpses from the lives of these women, it is my prayer that you will actually discover much, much more than what we can talk or discuss about on this series. If you have missed any episode at any point in time, go back to our website, 
www.okofrighteousness.co.uk. So we are continuing the sixth sub-series, The Shunemite Woman, When Your Husband Is Not Taking Responsibility. Last time we saw this Shunemite woman that she was a wealthy woman, she was rich, she was a great woman. And she was a woman that noticed the need in another person's life. And she wanted to take responsibility. But she did not take responsibility of her own will alone. She engaged her husband. She spoke to her husband. She brought her husband into the picture of what was in her heart. So in as much as there are responsibility around for you, don't just rush in taking responsibility without carrying your husband along. Now, this might mean that things might slow a bit till you get his approval, but it is always wise and always safe to do that alongside with your husband. You know, I remember sometimes in the past when I needed to get a car. Now, this was actually for myself. And I'm seeing every car, I would tell my husband, look, I saw this and I really like it. You know this, you know that. Then the moment I tell my husband the name of the car or what's something about the car, then he will say, no, he wasn't ready for all the cars that I've been seeing. Because the type of car he wanted was either a German car or Japanese car. So and I was thinking, okay, what have I got to do with Japanese car or German car? All I need is a car to drive. But I did not go ahead to buy myself a car. But then came a day, I saw a car on my way back home, very close to my house. And I said to my daughters, here is a car. And I like it very comfy, like I usually say to my children, very comfy. And I said, the problem now is daddy will say no. And you know, I said, come, let us pray. And we prayed on the road that as I will get home and I speak to my husband, that he would be in agreement. And I got home, I told him we went to view the car and he was in agreement and I bought the car. Now, the other part of that story, I don't want to go into it, but the point that I'm just saying here is that it is always wise to wait for them. Sometimes waiting for them is actually for our safety, like in the case of my car. That's why I said, don't let me go into the other part of my car story because I had to spend, oh, I don't, I don't let me get into that. So today, as we consider the life of this Shunemite woman, let us go now and look at needy, but not crushed. This Shunemite woman rich, wealthy, a woman with, with a large heart, a woman with a compassionate heart. She was needy, but she was needy, yet she was not crushed. So let us go to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 12 to 16. And the Bible says, and he said to Gehazi, his servant, this is Elisha now, called this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to, be, or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily, she have no child. And her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace his son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine own name. Amen. So we are seeing this Shunemite woman, that she was, she was not a woman without 
a personal need. She had a personal challenge. She was a woman, rich, great, compassionate, married, but with no child in her marriage. And we are told that her husband was old. So she had a pain in her life, but yet she was not crushed under that pain. And this is to challenge you also. I don't know what pain you might have been going through in your matrimony also. Maybe for you, it is like that of this Trinamite woman with no child. Maybe medically you are okay, but your husband has problem. Maybe you are the problem, whichever one. The first thing I want to encourage you is to say, do not allow the lack of a child in your matrimony to crush you down. Don't let that crush your marriage. Don't let that destroy your relationship with your husband. And another thing that I want to say, this woman was under barrenness, yet she was not crushed. She was still ministering to the need of her husband, and that means a conjugal role she was playing. She was meeting the need of the man of God that was passing by. She was open to help people. So what do I want to say to you? That even though it may look as if, as of now in your marriage, in your matrimony, things are not happening the way you expected it to be. Maybe your husband is, so to say, not up to the task in whichever way. Don't let that crush you. Don't let that crush your matrimony. Don't let that crush your relationship with your husband. There is a God who sees. Our God sees the pain within and he sees the pain without. He sees the need in every marriage. He sees the need in your particular marriage and he is able to meet it. For this Shunammite woman, never discussed a lack of child to Elisha. And here we are seeing Elisha giving her a plain check, saying, What should we do for you? Would you want us to speak to the king? Or do you want us to speak to the captain of the host? And she said, No, not at all. I'm okay. I, I dwell, actually, among my own people. My family take good care of me. So she wasn't crushed by whatsoever was going on in our life and verse 14 then says that Gehazi said this woman actually have no child and her husband is old so i want you to know that whatsoever need it is that faces your home that faces your marriage god sees the god of heaven sees and he knows how to meet that need and maybe actually yours like i said is the need for a child in that matrimony Maybe you've tried all sorts of means. Sometimes you are told to try IVF and even IVF will not work. And maybe people have been saying, why not consider adoption? And you said, no, 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 no. I am praying that God will make your heart open even to the option that God may be bringing your way. And I also want to say that God is able to open your womb if that is the need in your matrimony. So for this woman, there was a need, there was a pain in her life, yet she was not crushed. She did not allow the challenge, the difficulty that she faced to crush her relationship with her husband. Sometimes we may maybe during your menstrual cycle, 
or during that phase of transition you know from a menstruating woman to menopause the physiological changes and the biological changes and the various changes makes you become irritative to your husband make you act somehow or maybe you are pregnant and sometimes you are just irritative it ought not to be so this shunemite woman was crushed under pain yet she was undergoing pain she was needy yet she was not crushed and it is my prayer also to you that you will not allow the need in your life the need in your marriage the need in your home to crush you down and maybe yours actually is that your husband like this series says not taking responsibility don't allow that to crush your relationship don't allow that to crush your marriage don't allow that to crush your matrimony now i'm going to close to this episode from romans chapter 8 verse 24 and 25 and it says for we are saved by hope that hope that is sin is not hope for what a man seeth why doth he yet hope for so whatsoever the need is in your matrimony now is something you are hoping for but i'm saying don't let that crush your relationship with your husband verse 25 but if we hope for that we see not then do we with patience wait for it so are you seeing what your response should be in your matrimony in the midst of the need that faces you patience and then now in verse 35 it says who shall separate us from the love of christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril as it is written for thy sake we are killed all day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us are you saying we are more than conqueror that is the perspective to take over whatsoever need faces your own over whatsoever need faces your marriage god is able to make everything abound in accordance to his will in accordance to his purpose in accordance to his counsel and finally let me read from second corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 and 9 it says we are pressed on every side by troubles but we are not crushed are you saying we are perplexed but not driven to despair don't allow what is happening to bring you into depression we are hunted down but never abandoned by god that is the mindset we get knocked down but we are not destroyed then through suffering our bodies continue to share in the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may also be seen in our bodies sisters this is the mindset whatsoever need faces you in your matrimony it is my prayer that you will not allow that need to crush you down now seek help where you need to seek help if you need to speak to someone speak to someone that you can trust someone who can put you right someone who can direct you well do not allow the present situation in your matrimony to crush you amen
This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we will be continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is The Shunammite Woman, When Your Husband is Not Taking Responsibility. And our topic for today is, At Last Her Need Was Met. This woman's need was met at last. After years of waiting for a child, God provided her with a child because of her generosity. Imagine if she had sat down and sorrowed over her lack of a child. Imagine if she had been depressed and weighed down. Imagine if she had allowed that to stop her from fulfilling what she needed to do. Instead of focusing on the needs she had, she focused on what she did have. And she used that to help others. And in the midst of that, her need was fulfilled. Sister, maybe you have a need. Don't focus on that need. Instead, focus on what you already have and use that to the glory of the Lord and to help other people. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father, we thank you so much for this series that we are still embarking on. And I am praying that as we continue today, you will speak your heart unto each and every one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome back to Women in Revival podcast. I trust this series has become is been a blessing unto you. Feel free to send it to your loved ones. Feel free to have a discussion around it. If you have any need, do feel free to contact us. So we are still on the series Learning from the Wives of the Bible. And we are still looking at the Shunammite woman. When your husband is not taking responsibility. And last time we were sharing with each other on the topic needy but not crushed. We saw that the Shunammite woman was a needy woman. Yet she did not allow her need to crush her down. And today we are going to go on as we look at at last a need was met. Last time we saw that she had the need of a child. So let us go this time to the book of Second Kings chapter 4. And this time we read from verse 17 to verse 24. And it says, And the woman conceived. Are you saying, remember last time we saw that Elisha told her that about this time next year she will have a son. Even though she never asked Elisha for a son or take a prayer request to him, but the Lord spoke through Elisha that she will have a son. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers, and he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother and when he had taken him and brought him to his mother he sat on her knees till noon and then died and she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of god and shut the door upon him and went out and she called out unto her husband and said send me i pray thee one of the young men and one of the asses that i may run to the man of god and come again and he said wherefore without go to him today it is neither new moon nor Sabbath, and she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I beat thee. Amen. So we are looking at the life of this Shunammite woman now. At this stage of her life, we are seeing that the need that she had was met. 
the Lord blessed her with a son. At a season in her life, she had no child. Now we are coming back tomorrow to look at the more critical issue that we have read in this scripture today, but we are not going to go into them. We just read all of this to confirm that this woman conceived, she had a child, the child grew, and the child could go out with dad at some point in time. So what I want to ascertain today is the fact that this woman who once had a need, you know, her story reminds me of Hannah, a woman who once had a need, a woman who was called barren, a woman whose husband's mistress made life miserable for her, became a woman who had children. This Shunammite woman who had a need, but she never allowed her need to crush her. We are seeing now that this same woman now, the Lord has blessed her. The Lord has opened her womb. She conceived. She did not only conceive. She had a child. And today, the child grew. So what are we taking from here? There is no need that God cannot meet. There is no need in your matrimony. Maybe your need is the desire to really see your husband become very responsible at home. Maybe you want to see him take leadership role as a father of the family. Maybe your need is emotional need. Maybe your need is financial need. Whatsoever the need in your matrimony at this junction, I want you to know God is able to meet that need. I remember the early days of my marriage. Oh, we suffered. Financially, things were quite difficult for us. But years down the line, the Lord met our need. Our need have been met in various ways, in various formats. Even in those days of financial difficulty, the Lord met our need. Our home church, they were great blessings to us. Days where food was sent, you know, days when we were supported financially. I remember those days, there were days when our electricity would go off because it's finished. It was finished. I remember brothers that we offer us some few pounds, five pounds here and that. The need was met then. But here we are, years down the line. What our story was then is not what it is today. And maybe for you, you say, well, I am actually financially okay in my matrimony like this Shunammite woman. Maybe yours is just to see your husband show you love, show you responsibility, care for the children. I want to say to you, even that need, as difficult as you think it is, God is able to meet that need. Now, Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And this is where my encouragement comes to you. Because there are needs in your life, in your marriage at the moment, don't let your heart become sick. Don't let yourself become depressed. Don't allow it to bring you into depression. Share your challenge with godly people who can pray along with you, who can hold you accountable, who can hold you responsible. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. In the season when you are still waiting for a particular need, maybe in your husband's life, in your children's life, the possibility to want to be discouraged could come. 
but you have a deep responsibility not to give room to discourage me. And the other part says, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Can I encourage you? God has a time for everything upon the earth. You just need to wait on him. You just need to walk with him. And whatsoever you are seeking his heart for over your marriage, I want you to know that God is able to meet that need. Even the need of your husband, take responsibility. Don't allow his lack of responsibility in your life, in your matrimony, in your children's life. Don't let that discourage you. Keep holding on to God. Don't let the fad hope make your heart sick. And I am praying that you will look into the future and say, yes, the Lord has been good. I waited on him and he heard me. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is The Shunammite Woman, When Your Husband is Not Taking Responsibility. And our topic for today is Dealing with an Absent Father. As we have said earlier on in this series, the Shunammite woman's husband was an irresponsible man. He did not take responsibility in the house. He did not help lead the house. Instead, he was laid back and left everything to his wife. But during this all, we see that the woman did not argue with him, but instead deferred to him, respected him, and gained his respect, and in turn helped others. Today we will see further how she helped her husband and how she deferred to him, and how she did not engage her time arguing with her husband. Her son ended up being sick while he was on the farm with his father and his father did nothing but instead just carried him to his mother laid him there and went back to whatever he was doing sister maybe you have a husband who is irresponsible with your children who is an irresponsible father and absent and maybe he's there but not helpful or useful in raising your children defer to him respect him and don't argue with him be like this Shunammite woman. She could have engaged her husband in arguing with him and telling him off for not taking care of their child properly. But instead, she went to the person who she knew could help her son. And as she went, she told her husband and asked his permission and told him what she was about to do. I pray that God will help each and every one of you to be like this woman, who in spite of her husband's irresponsibility was able to conduct herself with dignity. Deborah Shinibi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this series that we are still undergoing. So we come before you and we are praying that you who have started your work in our hearts will continue. 
my desire O lord my aim is that the home of all these my sisters will be more established in you that they will enjoy their marriage that their matrimony will fulfill even your divine counsel please lord bring help to as many whose hearts are bleeding whose hearts are crying thank you lord jesus in jesus name amen i want to welcome you back to this series learning from wives in the bible and i hope that this series has been a blessing to you we have been looking at the sub-series the shunemite woman when your husband is not taking responsibility and last time we saw that the shunemite woman had a need and a need was met at last and i was encouraging you that despite whatsoever the need is in your matrimony maybe your husband actually do not care about your need don't let that discourage you god knows how to meet that need and today we want to move on and look at dealing with absent father so a case where you are married and your husband sometimes is actually there be absent in his responsibility how do we undo that so let us go and read again from the scriptures in second kings chapter 4 and again we will take it from verse 17 to 24 and i'm going to read and the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that elisha said unto her according to the time of life and when the child was grown it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reaper so we are seeing this shunemite woman who finally had a child and the son the bible says he grew and one day went to his father's farm to be with his father now verse 19 and he said unto his father my head my head and he said to a lad carry him to his mother are you saying now this boy was with his father he was having headache was crying my head my head and the dad said to to someone he said to someone carry him to his mother are you saying this was a man who was not taking responsibility over that boy at that point in time now verse 20 and when he had taken him and brought him to his mother he sat on her knees till noon and then died you know mothers you know what it means when your children are well you know your labor you know sometimes how you can keep them with on your chest what you can do to so just keep them so that is what we see this woman doing she kept the baby the son on his name the bible said till noon and eventually the boy died despite the nursing that the mother gave to him verse 21 and she went up the shunemite woman now went up and laid him on the bed of the man of god and shut the door upon him and she went out and she called unto her husband and said send me i pray the one of the young men and one of the asses that i may run to the man of god and come again now i i just want to bring out one or two things from this verse 22 before i go on remember when we started we we're looking at this woman that she deferred to her husband again at a point that she was in a time of need concerning her son are you saying again she took permission from her husband honey i'm using the family car i need it so she said to her husband that look send me one of the asses and one of the young men send me a driver and one of the car you see so we are seeing this now verse 23 now and he said wherefore will thou go to him today 
it is neither new moon nor sabbath and she said it shall be well are you seeing an irresponsible husband first a son came to you at the farm this son became ill you couldn't nurse him you couldn't attend to him you couldn't show any form of care you sent this son to the mother and now the woman sent you a message send me a car send me a driver i need to go and see the pastor and he's saying is today sunday is it christmas today is it easter as far as i can see it's as if this man was just a ceremonial christian he was just a religious man yet we see the response of this woman to a man who seemingly was not responsible she said it shall be well she did not allow that to cause a kind of rancor an argument you know unlike micah the wife of king david no she did not respond foolishly or angrily or waywardly she said it shall be well we are seeing that the christianity of this woman showed in her character in our conversation with her husband even when her husband seemingly was irresponsible and verse 24 says then she saddled an ass and said to her servant drive and go forward slack not thy riding for me except i bid thee so are you seeing now so here is the story of this woman who have been barren for how many years i don't know eventually this woman conceived eventually this woman had a baby eventually this baby grew eventually this baby followed daddy to work or so or to office and what happened this child became sick while with dad and what dad did was to send this boy back to mom at home and that was it and now mommy is making every effort the boy having passed away making every effort to take this boy to the pastor and dad was saying why do you need a car why do you need to go and see the pastor is it sunday is it anointing service is it this could he not have put two and three together that wait a minute i sent the son home could anything have happened to the son you see before the woman that was not an issue she said it shall be well you know unlike many of us you would have turned it to an argument and said how dare you how could you be asking me is it sunday is it friday is it prayer meeting is it this don't you know that the boy was unwell when he was with you don't you know this don't you know that were you not were you not the one who sent him sent him back home to me should you not put two and two together to know that something is wrong what type of a man are you what such a what an irresponsible father are you no the shunemite woman was not like that she opened her mouth with wisdom she said it shall be well that is a mark of godliness a woman that will not quarrel with her husband even though the husband seemingly look irresponsible this is a woman that i believe has come to know that look the irresponsibility that is in my husband god has equipped me with the responsibility so instead of quarreling and arguing she took responsibility so she took her son so she she took the ass and then she said to this servant you drive and go forward don't slack unless i ask you to just keep going and i am praying that whatsoever is the situation in your relationship with your husband maybe your husband does not take responsibility 
family devotion is not interested, the teaching of the children biblically and even academically is not interested. To sit down and give counsel to your children, he's not interested. Maybe it's that type of man who is just messing about with other women, yet not responsible at all. I want you to learn from the life of this Shunammite woman. Maybe there are things you, there are responsibilities you've been desiring your husband to step into, but nothing is happening. I want you to learn from the life of this Shunammite woman, quarreling your husband, nagging him, fighting him, exchanging words with him, will not resolve his lack of responsibility. Quarreling with him, complaining today, complaining tomorrow, will not deliver him from his irresponsibility. You know, the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 21 verse 9 that it is actually better to live on a corner of the roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. You don't want to be a quarrelsome wife, a wife that fights with her husband over petty matter and over huge matter. But you want to be a wife like this Shunammite woman, that even when what her husband opened his mouth to say seemingly did not make sense, she responded, it shall be well. Many of the matters that are happening in our marriages are so because of the responses of wives. Maybe your husband come and give you some terrible words. You know, maybe he spoke some abusive or insultive words to you you don't have to respond to him honestly you do not have to and even if you have to respond you can't respond in a godly way in a godly manner just like this shunemite woman did the husband was saying is it new moon is it sabbath is it sunday is it christmas is it new year is there any ceremony in church that you have to go not even asking how is our son is there any reason why you are going to see the pastor? Is everything okay with our boy? Yet this woman learned to handle her husband in wisdom. She did not disrespect the man because of his irresponsibility. But rather, she spoke wisdom. She spoke by faith. She said, it shall be well. And my prayer for you also is that you will be that type of woman who will learn to respond even in simplicity and even in godly manner. You know, Proverbs chapter 15 also says that a soft answer turns wrath away. May you learn to respond to your husband in soft ways. Even in moments when it looks as if it's not taking responsibility at all. Even in moments when it looks as if he has um, abandoned his responsibility as husband, as father to the children. I want to say to you, your soft answer, the way you undo the situation can either make or bend your husband. And I am praying that the Lord will give you wisdom as you deal with a husband who seemingly is irresponsible. And I am praying that you will not quarrel him over everything, but you will learn to do even what this woman did, speaking wisdom, 
even in moments when your husband seems to be irresponsible. And I want you to know that that man that you think is irresponsible today can become a very responsible husband tomorrow. Don't give up on him. Don't lose hope on him. Do not disrespect him. Do not despise him. Do not weigh him down. And I am praying that God will step into the situation in your matrimony in order to turn the heart of your husband even to himself. You know, there is a scripture that is coming to my heart in Matthew chapter 1, before Jesus was born, when Mary conceived the Lord Jesus. And you know, Mary already knew the nitty-gritty and she's taking responsibility. But Joseph did not. The Bible says Joseph was actually seeking ways to put Mary aside privately, isn't it? Yet, there is something the scripture says that has really, really been a blessing to me. Verse 19 of Matthew 1 says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. You see, he was planning to put Mary aside privately. But verse 20 says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And that was it. God stepped in. And God is able to step into your husband's situation. Even when you think he's not taking responsibility. He knows. God knew how to speak to Joseph in dream. If dream was the way for Joseph to understand, God orchestrated a dream in order to speak for him. And for your husband also, I want you to know he has a maker. And God understands the language that your husband can understand. And leave God to speak to him in areas that God expects him to take responsibility. In moments when you have your family meeting, yes, do talk about this thing again in humility. And have it spoken. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And you will see the Lord walk on your behalf. And it is my prayer that you will be a woman who gently push and position her husband in the responsibility that her husband needs to take, either in the hope, in the community, or in the purpose of God. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are continuing this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is The Shunammite Woman, When Your Husband is Not Taking Responsibility. And our topic is The Woman Who Knows Her God. This Shunammite woman knew her God. 
she had a problem which her husband did not even see even though he was the father of the son and she knew who to go to she went to elijah the representative of god upon the earth as she went gehazi came to her telling her what is wrong what is wrong instead of saying all of her problems and everything that was going wrong to another man to seek comfort in him she went to the one she knew could help her sister maybe your husband is like this woman's husband a responsible husband would have been the one to go to elijah but this man could not even see anything was wrong instead of complaining about her husband and going to another man to seek comfort she went to the king of kings sister you don't need to go to any man to help you you have the greatest person who can help you with your husband and the situation you are in the king of kings wants to hear your need and he wants to help you deborah shinobi will now take us further on this subject Father, we thank you so much. We praise you. Thank you, Lord, for this series that you've been taking us through. And thank you for bringing us to the end of this series. Thank you for ladies who are in similar situation, like that of the Shunammite woman. Ladies whose husbands seemingly are a bit slow, not quick to respond, or not taking responsibility. Thank you for you are able to step in such situation. Thank you as you help these ladies to be wise women who will gently and humbly position their husbands even in the role and the responsibility that you have ordained for them. Father, thank you. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. I really want to welcome you back onto this series, Learning from the Wives of the Bible. We have come to the end of this series today. The sub-series number six, The Shunammite Woman, When Your Husband Is Not Taking Responsibility. We've seen this woman who was compassionate, who saw the need of another person, yet collaborated with her husband to meet that need. A woman with her own personal need, but she was not crushed. A woman whose need was actually met eventually by the Lord. And we saw last time, a woman who undoed an irresponsible husband. And today we want to go and look at the woman who knows our God. The woman who knows our God. And let us read 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 25 to 37. We are just going to read through and I will just say one or two things. Then we are done for this series. So she went and came. Let me read it from the New Living Translation. And she approached the man of God at Mount Carmel. Elisha saw her in the distance. He said to Gehazi, Look, the woman from Shunem is coming. Run out to meet her and ask her, Is everything all right with you? Your husband and your child? Are you seeing a responsible man now? Seeing her, Elisha felt definitely something was wrong. But for the Shunemite woman's husband, he could not put two and two together and say for her, to ask me to send a driver and a car, then something is wrong. So Elisha was asking, is everything all right with you, your husband, your child? And the woman said, yes. The woman told Gehazi, everything is fine. But when she came to the man of God at the mountain, 
she fell to the ground before him and caught hold of his feet. Gehazi began to push her away, but the man of God said, leave her alone. She's deeply troubled, but the Lord has not told me what it is. So what do I want to bring from this verse now? So we see this woman who understood she knew her God. For her, Elisha was that representative of God. And that was the person she could go to. For you now, Christ has bridged the gap. Christ has given you an entrance unto God through his death at Calvary. So you can go boldly on your husband's behalf to the throne of grace so that you can obtain mercy. So for this woman, she went to Elisha. And even when Gehazi came and says, everything okay, you see that she did not give in to Gehazi. She knew whom she was seeking for. And I'm saying this because many, many married women, you have been sidetracked. Some of you are in affairs with men that you are not married to because of the irresponsibility of your husband. Some of you are having secret affairs on social media. Some of you are meeting up with men that you are not married to. Some of you are booking hotels with all men that are not your husband because there is a need that your husband is not meeting in your life. So for this woman, she did not attend to Gehazi. When Gehazi asked her, she said, everything is fine. And there are some of you have husbands that are not responsible indeed. But do you know it is not wise to be sharing those details with another man? Because in doing that, you are making yourself vulnerable. I'm telling you, you are making yourself vulnerable. You can look for a godly family or a godly woman to share with who can direct you, but not directly with another man. It is dangerous because there is a need you are expecting from your husband that you are not meeting. So sharing that with another man can put you in a very terrible state. So you want to be very careful. Don't go and be chatting another man about the state, the character of your husband. It is very, very dangerous. So in verse 27 now, we see this Shunemite woman, she approached the man of God and she held his feet. So for you also, like I was saying, you do not need to be engaging other men to tell them the misconduct of your husband. Don't do that. Instead, go before the Lord. Seek a godly older woman that can hold you responsible, that you can both pray together. You can approach her and her husband and they meet with you regularly. They can step into situation on your behalf. But don't go and be telling any other man the need that your husband is not meeting in your own personal life. These are how, this is how lust starts. This is how infidelity starts. So that is why I'm saying be careful. Hold on to God, just like this woman held on to the feet of Elisha. Hold on to the foot of the cross also. And now in verse 28, then she said, did I ask you for a son, my Lord? And didn't I say, don't deceive me and get my hopes up? Then Elisha said to Gehazi, get ready to travel. Take my staff and go. And go. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Go quickly and lay the staff on the child's face. But the boy's mother said, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I won't go home unless you go with me. So Elisha returned with her. You see him. The woman who knows our God will not lower a standard 
for another man that is not her husband. A woman who knows that her husband honors matrimony. A woman who knows that the marital bed should not be defied will not secretly be having an affair outside a marriage. She would rather hold on to God. So even when Geazi was sent to go and help her, you see her, she said, no, I am not here for Elisha. Maybe you have a man that has been texting you and you are replying. No, block that man from your phone. That is the right thing to do. Don't give room to temptation. So the woman said, no, it is the face of the Lord that I'm seeking. I am not going to go with Geazi. And I don't know the many Geazis that you are falling for. Maybe you are actually dating another man now. Outside your marriage, it is time to break up from such relationship. It doesn't matter the irresponsibility of your husband. Don't allow your husband misconduct to lead you also into sin. You want to be very careful. So now, in verse 31, the Bible says, Geazi hurried on ahead and laid the staff on the child's face, but nothing happened. There was no sign of life. He returned to meet Elisha and told him the child is still dead. That is what will happen. The moment you give in to strange men into your life, such men are not going to work for your marriage to come back to life. They will make effort to see that your marriage actually is in shambles. That is why don't discuss the issues that are happening between you and your husband with another man. Unless if you are discussing with your pastor and his wife, yes, where you can find help. And verse 32 says, when Elisha arrived, the child was indeed dead, lying there on the prophet's bed. He went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. Then he lay down on the child's body, placing his mouth on the child's mouth, his eyes on the child's eyes, and his hands on the child's hands. And as he stretched out on him, the child's body began to grow warm again. Hallelujah. This is the type of relationship that you want to get into. A solid relationship with God in the place of prayer over your husband's irresponsibility. Take it to the Lord in prayer. There is a song that says, what a friend we have in Jesus. You have a better friend than any online friend. You have a better friend in Jesus than any strange man. So Elisha, who was a representative of God for this Shunammite woman, stepped into the situation. And as Elisha stepped into it, what happened? The child started getting warm again. I have seen situations when I'm talking to women, I say, take this matter to the Lord. Go on your knees and you begin to hear women say, well, actually, the man is changing now. Though not exactly what I want to see, but there has been huge changes in his life. He does this now, he does that now. Be a woman on your knees. Pray for that man. Don't discuss him with men that will destroy your matrimony, with men that will destroy your image. You don't want to be messing about now verse 35 says, Elisha got up, walked back and fought across the room once and then stretched himself out again on the child. This time the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. So what am I saying? You want relationship with people 
who will hold you accountable, who can go up and down the situation with you till your husband becomes a responsible husband. You want couples who can journey along with you, going back and forth, even in the midst of whatsoever is happening in your matrimony until they can sense life in your marriage. And verse 36 now, then Elisha summoned Geazi, called the child's mother, he said. And when she came in, Elisha said, here, take your son. She fell at his feet and bowed before him, overwhelmed with gratitude. Then she took her son in her arms and carried him downstairs. It is my prayer that the Lord will make you that type of woman also. Who knows that you have a God who hears. You have a God who will not allow the tears of your eyes to go in vain. Go and weep before him. We saw Hannah. She wept even in the house of God over her predicament. Be a weeping woman at the presence of God. Don't go and be weeping over the attitude of your husband to another man. It is dangerous. And like I said, look for godly couples. Look for godly older women who can journey it with you, who can pray along with you, whom you can bring report of what is happening, someone who can counsel you, who can encourage you in godliness. We see that this Shunammite woman did not give in to Geazi. Maybe friends are introducing you to all sorts of men. You need to stand as a godly woman. I say, no, I cannot do that. I must honor my marital vow before the Lord. And I am praying that the God who stepped in for the Shunammite woman will also step in for you. Now, Daniel chapter 11, the second part, the B part of verse 32 says, The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. The people who know their God will be strong and will resist him. So, I am praying that the Lord will help you to be a woman that grows in your knowledge of God. The irresponsibility of your husband today is an opportunity for you to grow in your knowledge of God so that you can become a strong woman in the faith and so that you can defeat and resist the counsel of the enemy over your husband and over your matrimony. And I am praying that may you be a wise woman actually wiser than the Shunammite woman in handling the situation of the irresponsibility of your husband, so to say, in your matrimony. May you be a praying woman who learns to take the deficiency in her husband to the Lord in prayer. And may you not give in to any form of advances from strange men who will only destroy your marriage and destroy your work with God. May you lay hold on eternal life, which is Christ himself, and only he can bring back to life even that which is dead. An irresponsible man is like a dead man yet alive. And the only means of life is that you hold God's hand over that man. And that man that you think is irresponsible, Maybe it's financial responsibility is not taken. Maybe it is the care of your children is not taken. As you stand in the gap for him in the place of prayer and in your godly conduct, you will see God 
do a work even in your matrimony. Do feel free to contact us. Feel free to send us your request and we make every effort to respond to you. And it is my prayer that may your home adorn the gospel of our Lord and our Savior, just as this Shunemite woman glorified God in her conduct. Amen. <laughs>